Welcome back to the Suresh podcast. In the previous episode, Guru Hargobind gets a request from a congregation from a very far off land. In response to this, Guru Hargobind looks over at Bidhi Chand and says, "There's no difference between me and you. You should go visit them. Give them your darshan, your sight, and bring back any donations they have for the house of the Guru." So Bidhi Chand begins on his journey, and the chapter begins describing how Guru Hargobind gave Bidhi Chand all the miraculous powers he could before sending him off. And Bidhi Chand, traveling along the way, was reciting the mantra Satnam slowly, slowly, traveling along. He decides to stop and take rest at a city called Devnagar, also called Deonagar. This city is in the province of Uttar Pradesh. It's right on the border between Nepal and India. This city is about a thousand kilometers southeast from Kiritpur. So the text mentions that this area was known because the people of that area practiced a lot of black magic. Bidichan takes rest there. He sits down under this really dried up, basically d- dead tree. He's just resting there, and while he's sitting there, uh, the tree turns green just because Bidichan was sitting there. So the people of that village saw that and were shocked that this dead tree suddenly, just because Bidichan sat there under it, flourished and blossomed, turning all green and healthy. They realized that Bidichan must be some spiritual teacher, and they all started to do his seva, devotional service, towards him. In this area, there was a Muslim fakir named Sundar Shah, who lived in a forest right near the city. He got word of that, that the whole townspeople were uh, worshipping this person, Bidichan, and because of that, he was interested. He wanted to go see as well. So he called uh, over his... He had a tamed tiger who he used to ride on. And so he calls this tiger over, he jumps on the tiger and he rides it into town. And he, would, he was thinking that he would use this tiger to scare off Bidichan. So as Sundar Shah enters the town on his tiger, he saw this big lineup of people meeting with Bidichan. When that gathering you know, turned around, they saw Sundar Shah with his tiger, they all ran away, they all booked it. But Bidichan's mind remained absorbed in that one flavor, that one feeling of equanimity. You know, he had his eyes closed. Sundar Shah, upon getting closer, wanted to have his tiger attack Bidichan. But, and the tiger got close, but when Bidichan opened his eyes and looked at the tiger, the tiger then froze in its tracks. It's as if the tiger turned to stone. It didn't move its legs, it just remained still. Sundar Shah tried with all his powers to get the tiger to move, but he couldn't do it. He realized that this must be a really accomplished person. So he lost all the ego in his mind and he dropped down to bow to Bidichand. He said to Bidichand, you must be a great man who's accomplished much through spiritual penance. Please forgive me and please grant uh, liberation to my tiger. Bidichand then replied saying, sprinkle some water over your tiger and say Satanam at the same time. Sundar Shah did this and then the tiger was liberated and the tiger passed away. But after passing away, the tiger took another form, a beautiful form, who then bowed down to Bidichand. Sundar Shah saw this and was shocked and asked that body, that entity, who are you? Tell me the truth. That entity, that body then responded and began to tell a story about its previous life. He said, I, have the, I am the king of the Gandharvas. The Gandharvas are a type of heavenly being uh, who sing. So they sing in the court of all the gods in heaven. 
So he says, one day I was sitting in that court of the demigods, the devdas, and a very holy man, a rishi named Durbasa came into the court. So as Durbasa was walking into the court, he stepped over me and I got really angry at this and I looked at him in anger. And when Durbasa turns around, he saw that I was looking at him in anger, then he then cursed me. He said, you're looking at me like you're a tiger going to eat me. So go into the world of humans and take that form of a tiger. I heard this and I was terrified. So I asked him, when will my curse end? Please bless me and tell me. He replied saying that in the age of Kalyug, the dark age, Guru Nanak will manifest. And in their sixth form, they will have a very wise Sikh who will take away this court, curse and grant you liberation. So now this has happened. And now I must depart, but you should recognize your great fortune as well, that you've met with such an accomplished holy man who can manifest all your heart's desires. So the spirit said this and then took off into the sky. Sundar Shah heard this and he was bewildered. He then requested Bidichan stay with him and he performed then devotional service to Bidichan while they would discuss various topics about spirituality. Eventually the duality in his mind, Sundar Shah's mind, was removed. Bidichan stayed with him for three days and Sundar Shah would say things like, you know, you're my guru, you've blessed me with such wisdom, whatever penance or spiritual benefit I've done in the past, that has given fruit to this meeting with you. I cannot live now without you. Whenever I die, I want to die with you by my side. This is my heart's desire. So Bidichan comforted Sundar Shah in saying and replying, understand that we will both pass away at the same time, down to the exact second. And hearing this, Sundar Shah said, so when you know that you will pass, please come here. We will both die together at the same time. Please take me then into the afterworld. Please recognize me as your servant and liberate me as you know you are liberated. Hearing this very heartful request by uh, Sundar Shah Bidichand was really happy and he agreed. He said, when that time comes for us to leave our bodies, I will come to you again. But in the meantime, sit here and contemplate upon the Guru. Sundar Shah was overwhelmed with joy because of this pledge and he bowed down to Bidichand's feet. Bidichand then tells him that I'm going now to do the Guru's work, but I will return when the time is right for us to both pass away. So after saying this, Bidichan then goes to see the Sikh congregation who originally sent that letter to Guru Hargobind. He continues his travel and ends up going to an island named Manakpur. And commentators like Veer Singh hypothesize that the author Santok Singh here is referring to Sri Lanka, but there doesn't appear to be any other hints in this text or in Gurubalaz Pachai Chemi, an earlier text written about the history of Guru Hargobind that gives us any clues. But the city of uh, Manakpur, Bidichan is traveling there. He gets on a boat to travel to this island, actually. It's an island where he then meets with the Sikh congregation. When he meets with them, he brings this Hukamnama that Guru Hargobin had sent with him and he reads it to them. The Hukamnama says, you know, recognize this Sikh, Bidichan, as my very form. Listening to this, the Sikhs were overjoyed. They were happy that uh, they had Bidichan's presence there. And they all bowed down to Bidichan, recognizing him as Guru Hargobind. They gave him the donations that they had collected for Guru Hargobind, which included very fine clothes, jewelry, which was embedded with diamonds and jewels, which glistened beautifully. 
They prepared countless types of food for Billy Chan. They served him with great love. Day and night they attended and served Billy Chan, you know, asking him to fulfill their desires, which he did. Billy Chan then would spend the time with them, giving them instructional teachings, reading Gurbani, and then explaining the meanings to them as well. He would say to them, Always remember the Guru's praise and the divine name, Satanam. Abandon your ego, and in this way, you'll attain peace in your mind. Cultivate virtues like compassion, forgiveness, cleanliness, discipline, and courage. Make dharam and truth your foundation, so you may be great warriors. Gurusikhi, or the Guru's path, is one of purity and contentment. Always keep faith in your Guru. This was the type of instruction that Billy Chan gave the congregation who took this uh, instruction to destroy the vices and duality they had in their mind. He instilled the Guru's teachings in their mind during his stay there, which lasted about a month. When Billy Chan finally left, they gave uh, to take with him the very fine clothes, very fine, expensive horses as well, which uh, they also sent some attendants to help with uh, not only the carrying of the donations, but also with the attending uh, of the horses as well. So Billy Chan then gets back on this boat with all the donations and travels back to Kiritpur, where upon traveling, he places it in front of Guru Hargobind. He bows down and when Guru Hargobind saw him, he laughed and he said, your life in this world is greatly blessed. I've always been doing the work for the Guru's house. Billy Chan was in bliss hearing this and bowed down again before replying that, you know, this is all accomplished with your grace. What can this lowly servant do alone? So Billy Chan placed in front of Guru Hargobind all these very fine donations, the jewelry, the clothes, and then presented the very fine, nimble, very strong horses as well. Guru, uh, so Billy Chan again bows down, touches Guru Hargobind's feet, but then Guru Hargobind picks him up and hugs him. And in doing so, instilled within Billy Chan Brahmgyan, the wisdom, the awareness of Brahm, the divine. He loved Billy Chan. And he kept him close with him at all times. He would always chat with Billy Chand about his inner thoughts and feelings. So here in Kiritpur, Guru Hargobind would remain for some time, instilling the Guru's way into his Sikhs. He would often sit along the riverbanks of Satluj River, watching the beautiful stream, uh, wa watching the beautiful water uh, stream forward, and he would praise the beauty of the river. It was now the monsoon season in the fall, the heat of the summer was taken away by the beautiful clouds which rolled in. These clouds would take on all sorts of different colors throughout the day as they were pouring down on the mountainous area of Kiritpur. All the animals and the wildlife were in such bliss because of this rain and cooling weather. The river of uh, Satluj became deeper and wider due to the heavy rains and as it was getting wider, the grass and the small trees along the river banks were falling into the river. The fishes in the river were swimming freely and jumping up and back into the river, having a great time. The thunder and rain made such beautiful sounds, matched by the birds who would sing out as well. Everyone in the city of Kiyudhpur could hear the, the beauty of this season. The mountainous area due to the rains were not as dusty like they were in the summer. And the tall trees started to become, started to blossom exotic and beautiful flowers. Endless types of beauty could be seen in this area. And seeing it, Guru Hargobind was in great bliss. The area became beautifully lush and green as the beautiful clouds got larger and more expansive, raining down on the area. 
everyone enjoy the beautiful monsoon season here in Kiritpur uh, with constant singing of Gurbani. Everybody who listened to the Gurbani singing would adopt and love the Guru's path. So this is where chapter 35 ends. In the next chapter, we'll jump into the stories of Baba Gurudatta, Guru Hargobind's eldest son, hunting in and around the area of Kiritpur. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we would like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Charan Patreon page. Jara,